guys, welcome back to LuxPod, it's Ozu here. And in today's episode, I have decided to talk about a topic that I could do so many different episodes on, and that is Muslim slash South Asian marriages. And in today's episode, I will be concentrating on misconceptions slash questions that you guys have asked over on my Instagram in regards to Muslim slash South Asian marriages. Before I begin, please don't forget to follow me on my Instagram, which is looks underscore pod, and you all know the drill by now. Don't forget to like, share, comment, subscribe. I sound like a proper YouTuber here. And follow if you're listening to this on other platforms, which is not YouTube. Before I do begin, I would like to say that I will be talking on behalf of being a Muslim, so a Muslim South Asian. I'm not talking about what Hindus may do or what Sikhs or Christians, etc. they may do. I'm talking about uh, what's written in Islam and what Muslim Asians are meant to do or what we do end up doing. Okay, so I'm going to combine two questions or misconceptions. Um into one here and I'm going to answer both of them at the same time just because it'll be a little bit more easier for me that way and basically the first misconception that I got which oh my goodness if you're Asian actually forget about it if you are Muslim you have definitely come on you know it's you know this is true you have definitely had at least one person come up to you and ask you this question before or stated this misconception before arranged marriages are forced marriage (sighs) Literally, that's all that I can do. Sigh to that. Now, before I go on a full rant about that, share the second question I got with you. And that is, involved other family in an arranged marriage? The only way that I can properly explain this, and I think this is the only way, this is how I personally explain people who have asked me this question before, is actually breaking down and going through an arranged marriage step by step, which, which is why I decided to include both of these questions together, because I can just explain to you what happens in an arranged marriage and within that you will also find out how the family are involved. Now back to the first misconception, the difference between an arranged and forced marriage. I mean, it's in its name. Sorry, but it's very ignorant of people to classify them as the same thing when name itself is different. Forced is obviously when either one of the people being told to get married or both people are being forced to get married. I feel that there is literally no other way that I can explain it to a person but that that an individual or both individuals that are being told to get married do not want to get married and and their wishes are not being looked at. The fact that they are not consenting to this is not being looked at by their family and I feel like people tend to think that in Islam that's all that we do. We force two people to get married and let me just make one thing clear to you. People tend to think Muslims are strict people who obey every single word of the Quran and you know God and stuff like that which we do and so let me just explain one thing to you that it has been clearly stated that If two people have been forced to get married in Islam, that marriage is considered invalid in the eyes of Allah, which means that the marriage has technically never taken place, so those two people aren't even married. Therefore, if you are forcing two people to get married, you are committing a major, major sin, and that is haram, which basically means prohibited. So my dears, there you go. We do not force people to get married. Yes, there may be some people out there that do this, but a lot of the times uh, an arranged marriage is an arranged marriage. It's not forced at all. If it is forced, that is not an arranged marriage. And so when people out there who have come out of forced marriages go out to say that I was in an arranged marriage, that's not an arranged marriage, then that was a forced marriage. And I feel like people need to understand the difference that 
An arranged marriage is done with the consent of both individuals that are getting married, whereas a forced marriage is not. Let me explain the stages of an arranged marriage. Um, I'm going to talk about the Pakistani community because I'm not too sure what happens in the Indian or the Bangladeshi community. They may be completely different to what we do or any of the South Asian communities. I'm just going to talk about what I've seen happening in my family and what Baj told me happens in the Pakistani community. So basically, an arranged marriage consists of somebody else who is not yourself finding you someone to marry. And that can be a family friend, um, a relative, a friend of yours, a mum, a sister, brother, dad, it can be anyone, just, it's just not yourself basically. And what happens is basically, let's pretend that there's a girl called A and there's a boy called B. Actually it would have made sense if the girl was called G, doesn't matter, but let's pretend that the girl is called A and the boy is called B. So imagine one day A is at a family function and some let's say auntie, comes over to her and she's like, hey A, I saw this cute guy who happens to be B at this wedding the other day and I feel like, you know what, you guys would make a cute pair. Want to see a picture? Then A will be like, oh yeah, let me see a picture. So then the auntie shows A a picture and A is like, mm, okay, you know what, he is kind of cute. Why not? Let's meet up. Or she can be like, uh, mm-hmm. he's actually not my type. And she can be like, nah, I don't see a future with him, I don't see anything with him, let's be real. <laughs> and that is how that all starts. So the girl is shown, or the boy is shown a picture of a person, and if they seem interested in them, if the family seems interested in that individual as well, then they will take things further. After that, I think this kind of depends on how, this is what Baj told me, how conservative or how modern your family are. So if you have a more conservative family, I feel like the first meeting you will always meet up, whether you are modern or conservative, both families meet up, uh, the parents get to know each other, siblings get to know each other, you get to know their family a little bit more, you get to see that person and you're allowed to talk to that person while the family is there, which sounds kind of awkward, but I don't think it's like the whole family's listening to a conversation. I think it's just more of a like you're on the other side of the room talking while the rest of the family are sat there talking about their own stuff and after that first conversation you can either be like okay you know what I think I want to get to know him a little bit more or I don't see anything with him I like you know you don't even have to like his family you don't have to like him that's up to you. Now, like I said, it depends how conservative and how modern your family are. If your family's a little bit more on the conservative side, then I guess the only time that you will probably speak to that person is in family gatherings where your whole family will be there. I don't really think that happens that often anymore. I feel like more people are on the modern side. I mean, I could be wrong, but if your family is a little bit more modern, they may send you out on a few dates together they may allow you to talk to each other over the phone or be like oh hey you know get a snapchat get a facebook whatever they use talk to them facetime them um so yeah it that does kind of depend on how conservative or how modern your family is but at any time of this process so let's say if both people are like you know what yeah let's get married and they choose a date for 12 months down the line which is basically a year I don't know why I didn't say a year but anyways if they choose um a wedding date for like 12 months down the line and within that time if either person is like you know what I'm not feeling it they are allowed to say no like I said you are allowed to say no at any point of this whole entire process there's this one islamic teacher who i really really like enjoy listening to and he's called noman ali khan 
I'm so sorry if I pronounced that wrong, and he did this really good talk on marriage once that I heard and that I got barged to hear, and we really, really enjoyed it, and I just like the way that he talks, he understands our generation and what we're feeling and stuff and so if I can link that video somewhere I definitely will but even he said so even he says in his talk that even up and until the day of the nikah which is the Islamic marriage contract either party either individual if they refuse the marriage there's nobody in this world that can force them to get married and they are allowed to say no see I see arranged marriages as kind of like a blind date process but the only difference is, is you have the intention of getting married to that person rather than dating them for a certain amount of time and then thinking about marriage. And this is me, I'm going to go off on a rant a little bit here, so I'm really, really sorry, but it does kind of annoy me when people are okay with the concept of like your friends or, you know, your friends setting you up with people on blind dates. But when it comes time to arrange marriages, like, it's fine, you don't have to accept it, that's absolutely fine, but yet you don't really need to bash it either, especially when you don't know what it's about. Please educate yourself on it first and then come forward and say whatever you have to say about it. And like I said, people who claim to have been in an arranged marriage but actually had a forced marriage, please, please, like, don't don't say that it was an arranged marriage because it wasn't. A lot of arranged marriages, you know what, a lot of the times they don't end well, they end up in divorce, which is fine. And a lot of the times they last forever. I mean, my grandparents, biggest example, their marriage lasted until both of them passed away on my mum's side. So yeah, so arranged marriages may be for some people, may not be for other people, and that is absolutely fine. Okay, so I did mention nikah before. Um, let me know, would you like to hear a full talk on Islamic weddings? Because I feel like people do tend to get confused between an Islamic wedding in comparison to an Asian wedding. You know, an Islamic wedding, for instance, only really consists of two ceremonies, I guess, two ceremonies, two days. Whereas an Asian wedding, a big fat Asian wedding, consists of the whole like seven day, month long process, whatever people want to say. So if you want to hear that, let me know, please. Another question that I got was, does it have to be held in a mosque? No. The simple answer is no. As long as you have an imam present who is a Muslim scholar, you have two witnesses and all of the things that are needed when you when you get married, um, you do not have to be married in a mosque. Even though I do think it is nice to get married in a mosque. I feel like every religious person out there does. Like if you're a Hindu you will get married in a mandir, if you're a Sikh you get married in a Gudvara, a Christian you get married in a church etc etc. I don't know why all Muslims are the only ones that don't do that but um, you don't have to get married in a mosque. Um, it is considered nice though because obviously you're getting a separate blessing of God and like I said if you would like to know what happens on the day of a wedding in a, an Islamic wedding then please do let me know and I will do a separate episode on that. Okay so another question that I did get which I actually quite like this question um, it's actually from my friend I might as well give her a shout out it's from Kylie um, <laughs> and the question is is it seen as worse to divorce from an arranged marriage rather than a love marriage and honestly it's actually the opposite it is seen worse to get a divorce from a love marriage than an arranged marriage because please don't kill me for doing this I am just kidding just heads up because Asian parents then turn around to their kids and they're like see I told you so, I told you this person was not right for you. Oh my god, my accent is so bad. Anyways, please don't bash me for that. It was just a bit of um, 
comedy um but yeah it's true that's what parents do rather than trying to understand their child and why the marriage possibly didn't work out they tend to close they, they just shut their doors on their children's face which is I think the last thing that they need now I watched this other oh, come on right if you are Muslim and you have not heard of Mufti Mink like girl or bro you are living under a rock Mufti Mink is probably one of the best Islamic scholars out there I absolutely love his talks I think like I said about Noman Ali Khan he's just very good at explaining things and I was watching this um video to do with marriage obviously study a little bit for this episode and in that he basically said that if your child does fall in love with somebody who is a good person and a Muslim then there is no need for you to stop them from getting married okay even if you think that person is wrong you may as well allow them to get married because nowadays people these are all Mufti Ming's words just say just saying uh, because nowadays people tend to get depressed over the fact that they can't marry who they want to get married and I don't think as a parent that's what you want right you obviously I think that's the last thing that any parent like I said in my previous episode would want is to see their child suffer and especially suffer because of something that they are stopping them from doing. And Mufti Ming proceeded to say that if the marriage does not work out, if your child, especially if it's a girl and she makes a mistake, and this is for fathers, do not close your doors on her. Open your doors up and invite her back home. You know what, explain to her that, yeah, you did make a mistake, but also explain to her that as your father, as your parent, I will guide you, this is my duty. I do you onto the straight and right path and I will help you out. And I think that's something that Asian Muslim parents just really need to understand that, first of all, you need to get out of the mentality that your child will definitely end up having an arranged marriage because you had that because you need to remember your generation your time was completely different to the time that we are living in today right and second of all if it doesn't work out it's fine a lot of things don't work out in this world and all that you can do is move on and try and and just pray to Allah to help guide you and your kids onto the right, right and straight path. Like I said, and like Mufti Mink said, and like Prophet has stated before, that if the person is a good person and a Muslim, there is nobody in this world who is who can stop you from getting married to that other person. Now, another thing that I'm going to touch on, this is something that I want to talk about, is marrying into different cultures or races in my culture. Whoa, now this is a very juicy topic because I don't know why and how this has come about, but when it comes time to getting married, it has been seen as you can't marry into different cultures. So, and a lot of the times in a lot of Pakistani communities, you can't even marry from like outside of your village. So forget about if you want to marry like an Indian or a Bangladeshi or an Arab or a white or a black person. So yeah. And to talk about this, there's actually something that I read online. Intercultural marriages are completely allowed in Islam. So anybody out there who is listening to this who wants to get married to somebody who is not from the same culture and parents aren't allowing it, well, you need to explain to them because I think the first thing that parents talk about is the fact that what does Islam say? What does the Prophet say? And the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, encouraged his believers to give less weight to things like culture, race, beauty, or even wealth, and instead find a partner based on the compatible level of faith. So when you are looking to get married to a person, the main thing that you should look at is the level of faith and how much they practice their religion and 
there should be like no consideration at all in regards to the person's culture or skin colour and that's something that I think most South Asians need to understand. I feel like a lot of South Asians have now come away where like, you know, they're, they're slowly starting to understand this. Therefore, they are allowing their kids to marry off other cultures or different races. And that is honestly great because like I said, oh, sorry, not sorry, not me. But like the prophet had also said himself, it is important to look at how much that person loves Allah. And if God and if the prophet are giving you the permission to do this, who are you, who am I to stop two people who love each other dearly from getting married, right? I read this really good quote on Instagram the other day and it was, don't try and bring your kids up the way that your parents brought you up because their generation and our generation are two completely different times and it's just not gonna work. Instead, that just pushes themselves away from you. And a lot of the times, which I've witnessed, when this happens, you know, kids will get married, you know, they may love somebody, they may not marry that person because they want to keep their family happy, so therefore it is still arranged even if this happens because they are consenting to that marriage, but let's say a kid marries somebody just because their family wants them to and because they don't accept the person that they love, a lot of the times that ends up so badly, like, you are ruining so many people's lives if you are doing that to your kids, and I think people need to understand that because First of all, you're getting your kid to marry this person that they truly don't have feelings for, okay? You're ruining both of those individuals' lives. You are ruining two family relations as well if that marriage does not work out. Then you're going to tell them to have a kid. They will have a kid or children and you are ruining the kids' lives as well because they're going to grow up in an environment where neither of the parents are really that fond of each other. And if it ends up in divorce or ends up really bad, you've just ruined so many lives so it's best to save all of these lives in the first place by understanding your kids and allowing them to marry who they want that's just my opinion and that brings me to the end of today's episode it's very different to what I've done so far and I actually quite enjoyed this episode I enjoyed answering your questions and misconceptions um if you want to see more episodes like this please do let me know and I hope you all really enjoyed this episode Please do take care everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in once again and I hope you did really enjoy this episode like I said and I love you all. Bye guys!